0: The Big Red Bench Saturday and Sunday from 6pm Cork's Red FM
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome to this Saturday's edition of The Big Red Bench Thank you so much to Emmett there Dan Casey here now in the hot seat on Cork's Good Times Red FM We have an absolutely stacked show for you today We'll be chatting to Sean Dale Jones Jr. and Seventh Woods as they compete for the Pat Duffy Cup Final later tonight in the National Basketball Arena in Tallahassee should be held in Neptune With uh, four Cork senior teams In the men's and women's finals And there was absolutely Some brilliant scenes uh, In the semi-finals At Neptune I got to speak to Munster's Ollie Jaeger ahead of their clash uh, Against Northampton Currently taking place At the moment And I asked him About their Champions Cup pool Water polo And his tash And it does Make a lot more sense A little bit later on The latest from Toman It is currently Munster nil Northampton 7 Just gone over for a try In around the last Five minutes what a win the Munster men had against Toulon last week. Can we have a similar result today? They'll need to pull something big out of the bag, I think. But we'll start here. What a win for the Cork footballers in Parky Ring today. Beating the Kingdom for 3 on spot kicks after the sides couldn't be separated in the 70 minutes. Uh, just some footballing news to bring you as well. John Evans has departed, killing a What a run they had, especially to get to the intermediate final in Croker that was a special day out unlucky to lose it just uh, the Whites killed him in the end uh, back to Cork Intercounty and potentially Intercounty is where John Evans is going back to Mark Cronin with the nerves of steel to kick home the winning penalty for the Rebels uh, we now go to John O'Shea who's in the match presser for us at Parky Ring here he is with Cork boss John Cleary
2: your thoughts on that, please. Uh, sure. Look, it was a draw. The game was a draw. Like, and you know what I mean. sure the, the, what happened in the penalties really wasn't of any great significance. But look, uh, we were delighted with a good game, good tough competitive game, and you know, set us up for the league now. And that's what we wanted, and that's where we got out of it. And I'm sure Kerry were the same, and we were able to run in the the bench there in the second half. And you know, it was just, just great to get a, a good run out. Tough conditions there, but look, could be the same in the league, and that's probably what will happen. And you know we're happy enough with the day out yeah
3: I kept answering them john they went four ahead they went two ahead and i suppose you were able to find a response each time i know it's only january but that's something i presume you will take encouragement
2: from yeah absolutely yeah we, we were we were disappointed with the goal <coughs> you know it was, it was a poor goal to give away and players were we'll cross with themselves and you know um second half then it looked like maybe that it was going away from us and and uh, I suppose the goal we got then brought us back and just nip and tucked in to, to the end of the game, which was good. And, you know, we were a point down, probably maybe going to injury time and we had the patience and, you know, conjured up to the equaliser. And then we, we had the ball again and, and look, I thought we played it well. And um, you know, set up the score, but didn't execute. But look, overall, it was, it, was, it was a good competitive game, and that's that's what we were looking for, and that's what we got. Were we happy enough with the performance? Like, the, the... uh yeah, yeah. Now we said, look, both teams were down. You know what I mean? Like uh, Kerry weren't fully loaded here. We, we're not, We 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 know that yeah. um, well. You know what I mean? But they were trying out guys the same as ourselves, and and uh, I suppose we were down five or six as well. But they're on the injury list, and and uh, I suppose. You know, Kerry, Kerry, were the same, and maybe even a bit more. But the main thing, Mister Whoever, we we're playing today was to get a good game in preparation for the league, and that's what we got. And and you know, onto the league now, so we're happy enough with that. And from the Leinster Cup itself, overall, you got as much as you, you could already think, like, in terms of uh, tried-out players. And <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. Like last year, it was it was our first, com- you know what I mean? It was our first competitive game into the year, and you know, we this year we, we were able to play a bit before Christmas, and and. Uh, you know so we used an awful lot of players in the in the McGrath Cup so you know it was, it was great from that point of view and, yes. and um, look the, we, we need we need a panel of 24 or 5 there to going into the league because um, you know there's, there's going to be a, a lot of injuries and uh, I think we have about eight fellas injured at the moment and um, you know so there's going to be other fellas injured and, and we need fellas there to put up their hand and, and the, we didn't get the chance to do that last year and we've got it this year and you know so that's the good thing about the the McGrath Cup so far this year
4: John no disrespect to the other teams in Munster but the previous matches that Cork and Kerry have had over the last couple of weeks weren't of the highest competitive nature so how vital was that game today because you've got Donegal Kerry you've got Derry the level of opponent is going to up a notch seriously from next week
2: absolutely yeah. Um, you know when the draw was made we we figured that could you know it would be probably Cork and Kerry in the final and uh, you know Um, and and, and Kerry went reasonably strong which means we were going to have a very very competitive game today and and look we found out an awful lot about guys there today and I suppose about the team in general and um, you know it doesn't get any easier now like we'll we'll be up to Donegal now next weekend and and it will be be more of that and probably even a a bit more intensity and the long journey up so in that respect like it 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 was good preparation for what's facing us over the next few weeks and have you uh, a long injury, injury list for the Donegal game? Well, 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 yeah, like uh, off the top of my head, there you, you know what I mean. Sean Poulter, um, Kieran O'Hanlon, Stephen Sherlock, Kevin O'Donovan, uh, Tom Clancy, um, Brian Hurley is is probably wasn't in, isn't in the frame as of yet. Um, so um, there's probably one or two others there, and I'm I'm yeah. I'm letting out of that. So you know. Uh, but we're no different to anyone else. I would yeah. think, uh, you know, anyone you talk to, they, they all have injuries, so that makes it even more vital there that the, the other guys that you have in the fringe of the panel that are able to, to to step up today. And that's why it was great that we were able to run in the bench there the second half and the unlimited substitutions, you know, helped us there in that. And um, you know, it, it 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 gives us better options going forward into the league. What was Rory Dean Johnny seemed to think about not there? Again. Yeah, dead lake, so assess it in the morning now and you know we'll see from there.
4: How important, John, is it to get off to a good start in Division 2? You know yourself how competitive mm-hmm. it is and if the ultimate objective is to get out of there, how big is the next couple of weeks?
2: Actually, look, Absolutely, look we couldn't face a tougher test than going to Valley Buffet next week, but all we can do is prepare and do the best we can and, and, and get up there and give it our best shot and see where we're at. It'll be a barometer to, to where we're going um, and then look the following week we go to Louth. We were beaten up there last year, um, and so it's 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 a tough competitive league. Um, but if we're going to make progress, you know we need to be up towards the top of that league, and that's our aim. And we'll see in the next few weeks where we, you know if we can get there or not. John, just finally, you
0: have
3: have out the league panel. Um, does that curtail you slightly? I don't know. Do you to
2: maybe cut lads earlier than you, you'd like? Um. I suppose it, it 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 does but I suppose maybe that's where the um, the few games there the last and we, you know we've, we've had good intensive training and um, we didn't pick as big a panel this year before Christmas because we knew we didn't want to be have guys in maybe for three or four weeks and, and maybe let them go we have a development squad as well and we've been leaning on that a bit there the last few weeks so um, look if we have to pick 36 we'll pick it and, and that's that's, that's that, that that's the way it goes. So look, um, it's it's not a big problem, no
1: There's been an equaliser for Brentford against Nottingham Forest, and there was only one man who was ever gonna get it.
4: Brentford won, Nottingham Forest won, and what a fairy tale return for Ivan Tony. Eight months out after that gambling ban. He was over a free kick, given just outside on the edge of the penalty area, and a superb right foot shot curled round the Nottingham Forest wall that probably should have done better, ended up in the back of the net. Q, insane scenes at the G-Tech stadium and the Forest fans who had been giving him heaps, suddenly silent. Brentford won, Nottingham Forest won.
1: An absolute dream come true for him and great stuff from Cleary. I then caught up with our reporter John O'Shea after proceedings. Uh, we talked about the game. Cork's hopes for the year. John Evans departing Kilnamartra as well as a certain hot topic in Cork this week. surrounding Parky Enjoy. Sorry to be joined here on the big red bench with John O'Shea. John, you were at Parky Ring for us. Can you uh, describe the events unfolding?
5: Yeah, it was a, a pretty for a Cup, which is I've considered obviously a pre-season competition. It was a pretty, pretty entertaining fair, and it was obviously a lot better than the the, the poor weather that's took there at the moment um, this afternoon. And it was a real, you know, it's a real game. I think that uh, that the likes of Cork and Kerry will definitely get a get enough of that hope of particularly obviously with the league starting next weekend as well. But I think from a from a car perspective, just uh obviously I said obviously it's still early only January, they're not gonna be showy from the rooftops mm-hmm. by any means. But I think the to, to get a bit of a McGrath Cup silverware um, to, 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 to have a good game against Kerry John Cleary definitely would have taken po- plenty of positives out of that and, so even just in terms of getting minutes in the legs and everything as well, it's, 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 there's plenty of positives for John Cleary and the management to take um, to going into the next especially the the goal game next but into the league a whole really
1: Speaking of those positives who were the main uh, men who had uh, standout performances on the Cork side for you today?
5: Like, there are a number, you Like obviously, do the, 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 the do uh, David Buckley's, right? he was pretty um, accurate from from place balls all day, and he, he got end about five points in in the total in the end. So he, he had a pretty lively game, though. I, I think um, Chris O'Jones and full forward, um, Dave Leary, full forward. Uh, he he was lively throughout, and he, he took his goal very well, um, in in the game as well. There were when the ball came into his pat into his path from a good long ball from Ian McGuire. he started at home well. And obviously, in in, in the subsequent the shoot out as well, he he took his penalty high into the roof of the net as well. It was a, a real quality finish. Um, I think he was in. One thing that was pretty fascinating with the with the game as well was um, it, 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 the how Cork used the goalkeeper Patrick Doyle. So he he was coming way up the pitch and he was he was he was getting he was in like in the, nearly not too far off the Cork full forward line and on a on a couple of occasions. It was like similar like to what you're seeing in the trend across Gaelic football as a whole, really. With the goalkeepers coming in nearly like a a quarterback, like a Tom Brady, or nearly like an extra full forward or a hybrid forward, and such, for like, yeah, you know, so he, he had a pretty big influence on the game. So and, and 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 particularly in the penalty shootout as well, he he stepped up and took the first penalty and powered at home. And then ultimately he, he he saved the penalty as well um, later on in the shootout from um, Darrell Roach as well. So, like, yeah. uh, so he he he'll go home definitely with um uh, plenty of positives to take. So, um, I think from a court perspective as well, though, if you are looking like to, uh, over the next couple of months with the league and the championship, you're trying to build a panel to know that the, the way inter county football has gone, now you you need definitely a lot. Like, you, you look at Dublin winning all the All Irelands and stuff as well. Like, you need a lot more than your starting fifteen. And I think what well, what what should be encouraging for John Cleary in that regard is as well. Then this is uh, in, in bear in mind as well that there's still players to come in. Obviously, there's a number of fellas out injured today, like Sean Pouter and the Castlehaven lads as well. Obviously, from, from there on, like the like the Hurleys uh, are still yet to come back into the panel as well. Is, Shor- is Sherlock? Is
1: is Stephen Sherlock? Um, will he be brought back in soon?
5: I I I would presume. I'd say I'd say he he should be coming back in in the in the next couple of weeks as well. So he was he, he was actually in ring, um, in, in the centre today, but he's another quality. You think he's another player of quality to come into it for um, them? It really it kind of bodes well even today. Look at the, 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 the Chris Oak Jones, Connor Corbett as well. Um, a really lively young forward who um, who was offered much promise over the last couple of years. There's plenty of exciting potential there. The and even come off the bench today, even someone like Blake Murphy who came on and made an impact, and um, Daryl Cashman who. Uh, got a great point actually to take the game into into the penalty shootout and Mark and did well um, when he came on and you know, he, people might even see on the, on the Red FM Big Revenge Twitter as well he, he he took his penalty to win the shootout um, excellently as well So hey, like, if, if Messi did it to, everyone would be lauding him oh yeah exactly I'd you know, they if, if he showed it from the rooftops if it was Neil and Messi um, even if it was in a McGrath Cup game as well you know, <laughs> don't yeah, it's definitely no without no shadow but I think there's definitely you kind of feel since especially since John Theory, um since he's taken over as um as Cork manager, you kind of feel like he's he's building something quite nice there. Like so you know, uh and it's the first time nearly for well over maybe a, a decade really that there seems to be kind of real kind of shoots of um, optimism and um reasons for Cork people to get excited about the football team again. Yeah, just
1: looking at the stats here, I suppose one thing to be concerned about it's uh, thanks to Gaelic stats man. The Cork have, they, they lost uh, 47% of their own kickouts, which is a very high percentage at this level, really. Should uh, that be something we should be worried about?
5: You know, yeah, I yeah, think, and that's probably one of the things as well, you know, in terms of like the, the positives, but there's also like learnings to take away from, from today. And you think, you'd hope as well, that's maybe that, that's something that they maybe will be hoping to, to kind of scrub up scrub up on and over the next couple of weeks as well. And in particular, when the, I mean, and how important Corks, like really, Corks, here kind of really hinges on the, on, on the league really, and it's probably you can say it's you can in compared to the all Ireland Championship or the league, you'll probably say the league is probably going to be a more important competition for Cork in 2024. But like you, you know, and next up and that's in that the Jim Guinness open open belly buffet next week, you know, um, one of the the brightest minds in the managerial game in inter county so he's definitely going to pick up on something like that. So you'd, you'd have to think if Cork go up to the, to Belly Buffet next weekend, like you know, if the if, if if that was the kind of percentage that they were winning from their own kickouts, it, it could be something that um, the, the likes of Donegal could very easily exploit. So I think that'd be we you'll be hoping definitely that that'll be something that Cork will be looking to work on um, during the week for sure.
1: And John, I suppose your own thoughts. How do you think Cork will get on in the league? It's huge for us this year.
5: Yeah, it's uh, yeah, no, it really it's it's it, it's it's really massive but like it's going to you know, the first two games it the way to the way to load. You know, I I think definitely there there's definitely kind of signs, you think if Cork can or you know, if they can build on the progress they did last year. And even the, like you could even see like the fitness level they like, consider it's it's January as well, you know, they they seem to be reasonably good nick and like and I think as well like you could the, the way there's things I've like even Kerry even to head today as well. There are aspects in today's game uh, when, when Cork responded and they, they, they kind of found a way back to that kind of a character. And and in their fitness levels as well, they look for, for January, they look to be kind of in, in, in good shape. Like the, I think there's definitely reason to be like, I think that definitely a Cork can, if they can get off to a good, I, I, I suppose you can't stress how vital the first two weeks are. A way to Donegal and a way to, um, to load like if they. You know, like it, it could, you could, it could either be looking at if two wins or two. You could, you're nearly thinking they're on the right, on an upper path to get up to the, to Division One, and but then obviously, two if you lose two games, you're probably you know, looking look you over your shoulder to avoid getting dragged down into the into the relegation mire, and obviously there's the knock-on implications of that as well for the for the championship. But I think I think really for Cork, I, 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 and you'll see in the performance as well. The, the league really, I think, tried to the for for the development of Cork football. You know, it, it really it, it it's paramount, really. Like, can you see how in like look at the likes so of Ross Common, for example, over the years, like how they've progressed to now, up, up they're up in Division One, and they're you're getting you're getting games week in week out, Jordan, play, playing like Kerry, Mayo, Dublin, mm-hmm. all the top teams in the country. Like, and that's that. I think it's Cork football, you know, as great as the progress. They have made under John Cleary um, since he's come in as the manager, and there's a, there's a there's some good a good core of players, and there's some good young talent coming into the team as well. There's some exciting young players to get excited about. the likes of Blake Murphy, the likes of Chris Old Jones, like you know it's definitely reasons to to be to be optimistic for about Cork football, but I like, definitely to get to 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 take the next step and to kind of see even more progress. I think it, it, it's paramount really that Cork get into Division One of um, the Football League.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think there there is a bit of a buzz now growing around Cork football. Uh, not to take away from it too much, but a big loss to Cork football today is uh, John Evans. He's departed the uh, Killamart- Martra. They'll absolutely be goaded with that.
5: Yeah, I mean, well, like really, when you think what he's done, there really it's a, it's been a phenomenal journey, and that John Evans has taken Kiladran in the in the two years that he's been there, and. Do you know, honestly, in possible promotion with the passing of time, I suppose as to the main reasons this so maybe why he's just decided to step back now. But maybe Do you reckon the there's
1: inter county ambitions there somewhere again.
5: You never, you, you never know. I think that the fella, someone like John Evans, really toy He definitely was a like even even he's even spoken about himself in like in interviews and how like when the Kilimatro job came along, that's, um, I'd say he had a lot for even down in Kerry in terms of the club game and. You know, I'd say he's definitely he, uh, definitely uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he wasn't. I suppose his his time out is a fairly short one, and if he's back in the managerial um sooner than later. But like definitely, I think his legacy. Um, I think he's really kind of cemented himself in, in Kilimatra. and the you know, He's left them. He's, he's t- a better place than where they were, even though they and they were a pretty good place before he came in as well. Do you know they were. Challenging that uh, you know, getting to the latter stage of the Premier Intermediate Championship in Cork. But there is an exciting like young group there, now, and when they, they, they go up into the Senior A um, Championship in Cork, and I think they'll have a good, they'll have a good crack off that. Now as well they'll be fairly competitive there. But uh, and then just to have the memories, and you know, the unfortunately, ultimately, just to have that great day in, in Crow Park, that the people of Kilimatra, the whole community, the players, everyone, they'll, they'll never forget a day like that. You know, I know, I know. Unfortunately, ultimately, the the results. It, it, it didn't go the way they, they, would, they would have liked in terms of coming off the winning side, but their memories to last a lifetime over the, the the last 10 months in particular from winning the county and in Munster. And now, to, to, to ultimately, to, to get, get to Crow Park as well. It's something that it's, it's only not, not every player in, in the club game can say they can play in Crow Park. So certainly. Certainly there's definitely in, there's plenty, plenty of positives to build on for... For kilometre, and I think that John Nevins, although he, he will be a massive loss to the club, he's definitely left them um, in a pretty good place.
1: Well, John, the real hot topic this week in Cork J Circles was, of course, uh, Super Value Park. What's your own opinion of it?
5: And um, it, it's it's you know, it's certainly um it's certainly because a lot of debate. I have um over the last couple of days, really. You know, um I think it's probably you know I, I, with the historical elements as well. You know, it's probably. You could see, but uh, I could see how it's caused a lot of this discontent. This con- this, this really, um, mm-hmm. in the last of circles uh, just with the the and his um his history and his legacy as well. But like, if I think really, do you know I think? If you hear about things like the the thirty million in deaths, um, in terms of the stadium debt and stuff as well, like it, if they probably, it's probably, and you you're probably seeing it across sport in general, really, um, in all different codes, really, but um. It's but it, it, they probably they I suppose their hands are tied in a lot of ways. Like they probably something like this. It, it, they they have to find cash and they have to yeah. find them. Um, they have to find a way to reduce the debt somewhere. With them, maybe, maybe a bit thinking. of
1: middle ground is um, you know Super Value Parky Keeve So at least you're keeping something there anyway. I know we do need the money, so that might be a, yeah. a bit of a happy medium in that regard. I think one of the problems is Super Value Park just sounds pretty poor to be honest.
5: Yeah, and I, yeah I, I think, you know, it's probably, you know, I think, if, I think or something like Super Value, Parky Cueve, or, or Parky Cueve, um in association with Super Value or something like that, they, you know, they're probably, if there's some kind of middle ground there, that, that's probably the the main compromise, but like, too often you hear think as well, do the... So stadium, they given they, they you see, even like even with the with the rugby like it, I think like I think it's Virgin Media Park. No, um, it's that being the name, but so people always associate like even Musgrave Park or even like the Stadium. Still be, a lot of people still will kind of refer to that as them um, Lensdown Road, like them. Um, so from the historic, I think like it, so, I, so I mean to say how Parky really, it really is part of the fabric of Cork as well. So, uh, I think really having, I think this for, maybe for for the, for the tourism aspect, but I think for the G A aspect as well in Cork. I think definitely uh, it would it, w- it would be pretty uh, pretty uh, uh, ideal compromise in an ideal world really just to have, have that compromise that, like a super value park if we read that I think just to Joe oh, I think a super value park probably wouldn't it, it, it probably I don't think it would go down too well um, i it, it certainly wouldn't if, if the reaction of the the general public in Cork um, just didn't need to go after the next couple of days.
1: Yeah absolutely and sure look we all know it's going to be the park or Parky queeve no matter what what name they put in front of it really no one calls it a you know FPT Semple Stadium when you're just talking to your mates whatever we better stop talking now though before we get ourselves uh, <laughs> in, in trouble with some disgruntled people listening John
5: Oh yeah, so it's a, it's a real um, hot topic and I think it's probably going to be something that's going to be debated um, um, uh, for, for in, in the county board meetings extensively over the next couple of months and like Joey, you know, I'd say the next couple of weeks really, there, there probably should be some, some developments and hopefully developments that the, the, the public will then um, be, be, be pretty satisfied with.
1: John O'Shea, thank you so much for joining us on the Big Red Bench. Thanks so much for going to Park Ring. Super, so, thanks lad. Cheers. Yeah, thanks again to John there. The latest from Tom and things certainly have gone in Munster's favour. It's now 10-7 in Munster. Uh, Northampton as well with a man sent off and a man in the sin bin. Tom O'Hearn suffering a, a nasty, a nasty injury. Let's hope he is okay. Uh, in Camogie now, Cork lost nine points to six to Tipperary. In today's Munster Minor Camogie Championship at the Rag in Tipperary, Mossy O'Sullivan's young Cork team put in a commendable display display before uh, losing out in a low-scoring encounter. Uh, The Big Red Bench's Joe McCarthy spoke to Mossy O'Sullivan shortly after the game to get the Cork minor manager's reaction and look ahead to this year's All-Ireland Minor Championship.
0: Now, uh, delighted to be joined on the line here by the Cork Minor Camogie manager, Mossy O'Sullivan, who, uh, took his team to the rag in Tipperary today to play in the Munster Championship against Tipperary. Unfortunately, the result didn't go Cork's way. They lost on the scoreline of 9 6. But, uh, there were plenty positives to take, and it's the start of a long and hopefully successful year for the Cork Minor Camogie team. Mossy, you're very welcome to the bench. Um, commiserations on the defeat. First of all, the overall performance. What were the pros and cons from that, and what can you take from it?
6: Look, we can take first. Look, we we actually uh, fought hard. It was um, kind of a, a soft pitch today. So it's different conditions. Probably we we would call it a winter hurling in, in a way. And I suppose the, the positives we we fought for every ball. Look, we we lost like three points in the end, and um, probably from a few threes. There wasn't really many scores scored from from play today. Um, which is, you know, unusual for for a core team. But the positive is that we we're we're only got together since last week and there's a great bunch of girls there and they're very competitive and they'll brush themselves down now and I think they'll move forward. You know, that's what I
0: Yeah, you mentioned there, like, it's only been a week since the entire panel has been put together and how difficult that process was for you and your selectors just to even settle on that panel over the winter months.
6: Yes, I suppose. Look, I was appointed um, on Christmas week. I suppose we didn't get together really to the week after, which is New Year's, probably two days before New Year's Eve, and um, we uh, trialed in for two weeks. And obviously, we're, we, we we were straight into it uh, today. And um, look, that's no excuse. I suppose. Look, um, Tipperary today were uh, a small bit cuter than us, and they deserved the win. Um, they, they, they worked that small bit harder. And uh, and look, I, I don't think there's anything between the two teams. Um, we've met them a few times and uh, over the years. And look, Cork and Tip have have been uh, uh, two teams that uh, have, have fierce history uh, with each fierce rivalry. And that's what it's all about. And I think, look, they got on top of us today. Look, uh, best luck to them.
0: Um, you now have a bit of a break before the all Ireland Series Championship starts, and that'll be kind of a round robin series in itself. So there's a lot of work to do, clearly. But this, I, I would imagine, from a management point of view, Mossy this will help focus the minds of the players, and they can knuckle down and prepare for that.
6: Yes, of course. Uh, look, it'll probably, uh, look, probably focus the mind of, of of the coaches and management too, which is, you know, like we. we it, it, I think it's a it's a joint uh, thing. Um, I think the girls look; they've only been together for a week. They'll, uh, look, they look. They've probably <laughs> they've probably been here before. Some of them, and they know what defeat is like. And these girls are winners. And I suppose uh, there's 14 of them from the the time of last year who won the the Rebel Log Award last night. And which is you know congratulations to them because they, they, look they, they've been they've been knocked down before. They have lost games before, and they know what it's like. And and look, these girls always come back. And I I I've no doubt about it.
0: I have no doubt about it either Mossy disappointment for Cork today losing to Tipperary in a narrow scoreline 9 points to 6 in the Munster Minor Camogie Championship but a lot more to come from this Cork team and the season ahead and we will be talking to you and tracking you throughout the season Mossy looking forward to it and thanks very much for taking the time to speak to us here on the Big Red Bench thanks
1: sir. no problem mind yourself Thank you to the juror There you are listening to Dan Casey on the Big Red Bench. After the break, we will hear my interview with Munster's Ollie Yeager, currently playing against Northampton. It's not live, do not worry. As well as basketball final previews with Seventh Woods and Sean Dale Jones Jr. We'll be back after these.
0: The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM. Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie. <laughs> Cork's Red FM.
1: Yes, you are listening to the big red bench here on Red FM. From Cork football of one kind earlier to Cork football over another. Now, Cork City boss Tim Clancy spoke in this week's press conference to Colm O'Sullivan about getting ready for the season ahead. Sydney played St. Pat's behind a closed door today in Sherry Orchard 4-1. Apparently is the rumoured final score. Our old talisman Rory Keating apparently scoring an absolute cracker. Uh, Not a good result for us, especially after the back of the 4 0 loss to Galway United during the week, but Tim is building his team. Enjoy.
4: think it's the from Yeah, listen, I'm loving it. Um, the setup here is brilliant, so um, delighted to obviously get the opportunity to come down here and um, throw myself. Uh, head first in and uh, yeah the first few weeks have been really good and looking forward to now um, getting games in, in front of the fans at Turners Cross
3: and the squad is coming together nicely now you've made a few signings obviously you've re-signed a few players from last season as well and brought in a few experienced guys like Greg Balcher we were just chatting that he's been here before Sean Murray guys like that are there many
4: more to come in are you planning to sign much more? Yeah, I think so far we've got the balance. Um, we've got a few good experienced players in. We um, signed Keane Coleman as well, who's, who's a massive part of the things here. And uh, you've got some really exciting young players brought in, but also there's a couple um current Academy players that are exceptional talents that um, are going to feature quite a lot this year. And um, yeah, again, we're uh, probably about four weeks out from the season, so we've got another few players to bring in to, to strengthen up a few positions and to have we ready to go. Have
3: you got a few guys in mind already or are you just trying to get things over the line or are you still actively looking? No,
4: we're talking we're talking to players. It has to be right for the for the club and obviously the fit for the for the lads in the dressing room so far as well. And um, again there's there's four weeks to go until um, the start of the season and the most important game is the is the sixteenth of February. So um obviously we hope to get them in as early as we can but um, we're not in no rush to get players in just for the sake of it we're going to make sure they the right ones for the group and from looking at the squad that you have now what
3: areas do you think you still need to strengthen in terms of positions and so on
4: uh, there's a few positions obviously there's um, centre forward we're looking for as well we've got Murph there we've got a couple of young lads as well but um, we'll be uh, bringing in a centre forward um, centre back's another area we're going to bring in a player and again after that then we look and We'll see what's available, and maybe it's one or two players uh, after that. So, but um, yeah, listen, we're quite happy where we're at tonight. And pre season up and running,
3: you, uh, you've had the Munster Senior Cup game, obviously, and the Galway game the other day. I know it was a bad result, but was it just about getting guys getting minutes on the pitch? And...
4: Yeah, listen, ideally, um, it wasn't a great result against Galway. We'd, we'd had six minutes in the first half where we conceded from uh, two set pieces and a uh, deflected cross, and obviously, you don't want that to happen, but the, the main thing was. Um, Getting minutes into the legs, no one no one was injured. Uh, they got forty five minutes for most people, sixty for some. Um and that's that's good going on to the next preseason games. Um it was a bit frustrating because the the pitch cut up quite a lot. It's actually a brilliant surface down in, in for Um I, I don't think we should have gone ahead on the pitch, to be honest with you. Um and we've done a bit of damage to the pitch, but we possibly should have played it on the astro turf and it probably would have been a better game. And
3: I thought you'll be looking at there with been getting it on the right surfaces for the next pre preseason games because obviously you've a fairly packed schedule you have shells to come Derry, Sligo I think of hats this weekend
4: is it? Yeah we've got a few games coming up but again it's it's for both teams I think um, whenever we're playing the other teams they want to be playing football on, on as well so yeah. it's it's important to get on the surface it's difficult to play on turf as well but um, you've got to get that balance right and um, obviously we'll be playing all our home games this season on grass so you want to be playing on grass as much as possible as well but I think the weather showed in the last few weeks It's been, especially this week it's been really really cold uh, low uh, climate so it's it's difficult to get onto a grass pitch that isn't going to um, cut up so again we look at that and we manage it as the, as the games come up and just looking at the season and
3: obviously it kicks off in, in a month's time or so but like looking at it overall, the the teams that you'll be up against in the first division. Do you see Cork City as being the, the leading club there, as as being a club maybe you shouldn't be in the first division? I know that's kind of what people are saying. I know you can never say that about a team. But do you think like the, the objective obviously is to go straight out, win the league, and get the club straight back up to the Premier Division?
4: That's the objective is to to get the 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 team to um, back to the Premier Division next year um, by winning the league next season. So with the season coming up, um, <clears throat> you're looking around the league. A lot of teams are strengthened. A lot of teams of. Um, signed Riles so listen it's not going to be easy but it's um, certainly our ambition to, to win the league and I'm sure that every other team in the league will be looking at us as the full time team with the, probably the biggest budget so um, we'll be there to be to be knocked off the, the top spot is what people will be saying but listen it's up for us to, to live up to them expectations and uh, flourish as well Who would you see is the biggest threat in the
3: first division because I know when Cork City were down there two years ago you had clubs like Galway and Waterford who had pretty much full time set ups as well but of the teams that are there and over, would you identify as being uh, a I big
4: threat? I think there's a good few teams that have strengthened um, and built on last season as well. So I'd say there'll be uh, multiple teams up near the top of the league challenging. Um, maybe other clubs have pushed the budget out a bit more this year themselves because they see that there isn't two full-time teams in the Premier Division. Um, or Sorry, in the First Division the way there was last year with Waterford and uh, Galway. So uh, listen, I'm thinking it's going to be very competitive and I think there'll be um, a lot of teams competing at the top of the table.
3: And just finally for me, Timmy, looking forward to getting into the, the, the dugout and turning us with the crowd there, and hopefully a big crowd for the first home game, and everyone cheering you on from the shed and so on.
4: Yeah, that's it. That's the. It's a special place to to uh, play football, and obviously I've played down there and um, having that fan base behind you um, and us giving them uh, football to, to cheer on and, and, and be entertained. I think would be absolutely special, and I can't wait to get on.
1: Yeah, great stuff there from Tim. At halftime in Thomond it's Munster 15, Northampton 7. A reminder, Northampton have a man sent off and one in the sin bin. And I was delighted to get the opportunity earlier to speak to Munster's Ollie Yeager. He speaks about playing his old side, the Crusaders, in Parky Cueve on February the 3rd in what should be an absolute cracker. We're likely to be joined now by Munster Rugby star and former Crusaders player Ollie Ager following the announcement that Pinergy will be the presenting partner for Munster Rugby's historic Clash of Champions with Crusaders at the iconic G.A. venue Parky Cueve on Saturday, February the 3rd. Pinergy, who are proud sponsors of the Munster Senior Schools Cup, are continuing their support by sustaining the future of rugby in the province through the supply of renewable energy, Munster's Thomond Park and Virgin Media Park. Ollie, how are you, sir? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Uh, I'm not too bad. All the better for speaking to you anyway. You um, you, you suffered a concussion, of course. Uh, how, how are you feeling now? Oh, I'm feeling
7: much better now. I'm definitely feeling much better than I was this day two weeks ago. So everything's going well. Everything's back into training, back into full tilt now. So we're just going to have a few more hips jump through and then hopefully back playing soon. Yeah, you clear to play against our fans for the weekend. Hopefully, we have to, still a couple more to do tomorrow, but uh,
1: they're looking like we'll hopefully we'll be good. Okay, great stuff, and I'm sure you led uh, the side once again, but just to go back to the, the Toulon game, I mean a typical, typical monster performance, backs against the wall, nobody thinks they're going to do it, and they pull out a performance as good as that, what was it like for you uh, watching on? Oh, it was awesome. It was so cool to
7: watch and to see the guys go out and do that. And as you said, typical Munster way of doing it when there's nothing else to do, we throw the kitchen sink. And that, um, you know, how many times have Munster done that before, uh, going to France especially and pulled something out of the bag of like that? But, you know, we always had the confidence of the boys going over Um it doesn't matter how many injuries are in the team or who's out who's not the next guy step to step up is always ready to go and at the caliber in order for what we need to go out and do what's need done and uh, the boys showed up on the weekend and it was fantastic so hopefully we can pull out even half of what we did last week and we'll kind of put
1: on a good game Yeah, what was it like uh, having Peter Romani back into the side? Oh, fantastic uh, I think it's pretty obvious the leadership
7: he brings into the team and um he may not be captain by name but he's definitely one of the leaders on the field and like you see it by the way he plays and the way he talks and the way he demands the best out of you. And I think it's the best thing of a leader is to show that and to really, you know, show that he cares and he may you know like say something but it's all coming out from the bottom of his heart and he wants you to be a better player and be better for the team so it's a fantastic player to come back and the seeing back into it is
1: it's just great Well I know you're a full grown man but is it scary when he's there shouting at you? Oh I don't think it's very nice when anybody shouting at you Um but
7: yeah he's definitely got a little bit more to him but it's because of the amount of respect that uh, we have for him and I have for him as well that you know you just want to you want to play well and you want to do well.
1: And if he demands more out of you, you you go give it. Yeah, do you think uh Zeebo and uh, Mr. Calvin Ash deserve an Irish call up? Oh, I think
7: they've both been playing fantastically. Um obviously I can't speak for the coaches and stuff like that. I haven't really even looked at the squads, but it's been, you know, they've both been playing great. Uh Calvin and both Zeebs have been showing some excellent Uh, performances in the last couple of weeks so in my mind they do, absolutely
1: but it's not up to me, it's up to the fellas above and what they want Yeah, not just the win, obviously the bonus point as well, how key do you think that is going to be coming into the top stretch getting into that top four? Oh well, in this competition every point counts
7: So it's going to be a big thing. Uh, Hopefully we come out this weekend with a good win and try to secure a home uh, around 16, but we need to get our job done first and really go out and give a guns blazing. So, yeah, as I said, every point counts in this competition because
1: you can see how quickly things can change. Yeah, Northampton Dangerous side, three from three in the group. Have the the team approached them any differently at all, as if you would say any other side? Uh,
7: No, no, I don't think we have. I think every game, obviously, we take... Game of the week, we take it game by game, and um, we focus on ourselves and seeing what we can do in order to try get on top of them. And I think if you start putting teams up on pedestals, that's when you first thing you go wrong. And um, look, they've been playing great, they've been playing out of the skin, and but they're come to Thurmond, so they've got to play well. They've got to play well here, and um, we're definitely up for it. We're definitely excited.
1: I'm just looking forward to seeing how we can get out there and give it our best shot yeah did the atmosphere in Tolman Park and love showing from the Munster fans uh, surprise you a lot
7: yes yeah well the only time I've played there now was um, on Stevens Day when we played Leinster and um, that was fantastic that was really cool it was like a cauldron it was just you could hear everybody you can hear all the stands uh, the lights everything to it it was one of the probably one of the coolest experiences of how going on to a game and playing in a game and to have support like that is fantastic. And to have a fan base so dedicated and so loyal is even better. And I I couldn't ask for any more of going into a field and knowing that you have how many people, a couple of th- 20,000 people behind you ready to watch you play. It's,
1: it's so cool. Yeah, speaking of atmospheres, what do you think it's going to be like uh, running out into a packed Super Value Park or Parky Cleave, wherever it is, on after um, the third against your old team? Yeah, Parky Cleave. That's um, a <laughs> good answer. Yeah, uh, I think it's going to be
7: electric. I think it's going to be really good. Um, you know, it's the first time Crusaders have come up north to. Uh, they've played in London before, but it was still Super Rugby. But they've never played a European side, and I think that fact in itself is going to be, you know, a big drawing point. And of course, the Crusaders don't need any introduction. Um, they themselves have built their own history. And I'm just looking forward to being part of that team who's going to play against them now, who, you know, I would have thought I would never see them again, but it ends up turning out one of my first games is going to be against them. So we'll see how it goes.
1: I mean, surely there's more pressure on you now because of that reason alone.
7: Uh, I I don't think so. I don't think so. I think the best way I think of it is that when they come up, um, I'm going to play against a team that's full of my friends and my mates and guys who I've known for eight plus years. And I always feel um uh, whenever you play a team you whenever you're playing a team where you got friends in the other team and you wanna kinda show, you know, right, this is this is my turf, you always go a little bit harder. So um and I'm, but I'm sure they're thinking the exact same thing. So I'm looking forward to the challenge that they're going to bring. I'm looking forward to the game itself and the atmosphere, but I'm also going to have to look out for who's going to try and hit me because I'm sure I'm going to get 13, 14 people trying to get me. Well, what can you tell us about them? What uh, what should we be uh, expecting? Um, fast play, fast play, and predict the un- unpredictable. Basically, expect the unexpected because the way the Crusaders play, they you know they can throw anything at anywhere, and when they need to, they can throw the kitchen sink too, and I think they're uh, one of the teams that can, you know, rely on the forwards and at the backs. And no matter what they do, they can show up a good game. And they can do, they know, I've been part of teams with them as well in Super Rugby Finals where we've done what we need to do in order to win. And they are a team that know very well. And I think that's what you can expect from them. It's just going to be, it's going to be electric. It's going to be exciting and to see them play and they brand the rugby up and uh, Ireland's
1: going to be cool. Yeah, and I mean, what's it like to play with absolute rugby legends? I mean, I mean you, you do know, of course, with Sebo and Omani, etc., but Reid and Whitelock, etc., that must have been absolutely incredible.
7: Yeah, yeah, well, I grew, of course, I grew up watching, you know, the likes of Paul Collins, John Hayes and uh, Jamie Heaslip and stuff like that. So they, for me, were the the legends. But when I go down there, you know, they ha- obviously you knew them because you watched rugby and you watched the All Blacks. And when you actually stand on shoulder to shoulder with them, you're like, they're thinking like, geez... I need to pinch myself here, Doug. I need to wake myself up a little bit because you know, especially the first few times I was training, um, sometimes you wouldn't even train well because I'd nearly be in awe of who's in front of me and who's ready to line up and smack me. And um, but it was it's it's cool. And the fact that I can be part of two special teams and uh be part of that day as well is gonna be awesome. And yeah, hopefully see a few of those boys up there uh, watching the game at least or something like that. But it's gonna be cool yeah what's the biggest difference between
1: uh, Irish rugby and New Zealand rugby?
7: um I'd say in New Zealand, you just gotta predict the like as I said, expect the unexpected years people throw things out anywhere, and you'd be thinking halfway through the thing running down trying to catch someone to tackle them like even how the hell do they do that and um, but in in Ireland of course it's I find it a lot more physical and there's some bigger bodies running out yeah, and they like to take it up the guts a little bit more they'd um, be the two main differences I'd say but you know each team has their own way of playing and each each way of playing knows
1: how to win and to see those two stars clash is going to be fun yeah it's just a change topic altogether when I was researching it it came up your dad represented the Netherlands in water polo was yes. a career, Was the career in water polo ever on, on the cards for you? no
7: because no, uh, of, of course I grew up in Ireland so I actually started off with Gaelic Um and my career is, I think, one or two games. And then I gave up because I wasn't coordinated enough. So that's why I went to the front row. Um, but uh, nah, nah, water polo wasn't really one of the things that I wanted to do. Um, my dad was pretty adamant to get me outside and do something out on the pitch. And rugby was the one I've ended up
1: falling in love with. Very good. Very good. And look, it'd be a shame if we didn't ask about what are the origins of, uh, of the moustache, this famous moustache? Uh,
7: what are the origins I just think I like it I think I just like the way it looks you know I was watching a bit of Magnum P.I. a couple of months ago a bit of Tom Selleck and I was like oh you know he looks quite good with one seat it does suit you uh, well, it definitely doesn't suit me as better as it suits him but uh, I like to keep it and I like to think it's going to be you know something that yeah you see me and say, Oh yeah, the mustache kind of thing but yeah no I like it and I
1: just think it's going to be here for a little longer yeah, it, it makes it unique. I mean, I grew one for oil and weirdly found myself getting attached to it. I still miss it from time to time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the thing.
7: You know, you grow something and you think, oh, this is actually, I like it. And then once you get rid of it, the first thing you think is regress. That, oh, another <laughs> thing. But it is what it is. Um, what's called, hopefully I'll keep it now, it usually flicks, flickers between moustache um, and beard. So
1: see how long we got left until the beard starts growing out. Oh, to like okay. To take a shaving. Yeah. And uh, just to go, I'll I'll go back to rugby and MMA, I suppose we'll have to. What's your favourite thing about playing for Munster? Just being part of Munster, basically. Um, Obviously,
7: growing up in Ireland, you always knew Munster and, you know, the history of, especially, you know, the first Irish team to beat the All Blacks. Uh, All these massive games that they won. I remember watching them in 06 and 08, winning the Heineken Cup. And, you know, those special games where, same kind of thing where no one expected Munster to do anything and then they come out and win the whole competition. Like That's one of the coolest things about this team is that they've got such a rich history of rugby, of course, but in the big games they they were always part of it and it's definitely something I wanted to be part of and that's my favourite thing about it, just to be part of that history now.
1: Yeah, how are we uh, set to get out of the pool? The, the rugby one now, not not the waterfall polo one. <laughs> the rugby one, not...
7: Uh, Obviously, we need to get a good, good win this weekend. Uh, give it our best shot and really try to get that extra point and try to get a home uh, around the 16. But uh, yeah, we just got to wait and see. I'm confident, but we, uh, we
1: got to go out and play first. Ali Ager, thank you so much. Just please don't get injured. Yeah, no problem. Um, <laughs> Thanks so much, guys. Thanks very much. Thanks a million to you, Ollie Jaeger there in the latest from Thomond after 46 minutes. is Munster 15, Northampton 10. To basketball now, and I caught up with Irish Guide Dogs ballon colleagues Sean Dale Jones Jr. Ahead of their insuremyhouse.ie Pat Duffy Cup Clash final against uh, the UCC Demons in the National Basketball Arena at 8 tonight. This one promises to be an absolute cracker. Hey, Sean Dale, it's uh, Dan here from Corks Red FM. How are you? I'm great, how are you? Ah, uh, not too bad, not too bad. How great is it for four Cork teams to be in the two uh, senior finals? Yeah, it's definitely
8: it's definitely a, a storybook line. Like a you know, like we talk about it, it's crazy that
1: everybody's from the same area, so it just makes it even more better. Do you on the back of that? Do you think the finals should have been held in Cork?
8: Uh definitely. I don't. I mean, not the not to say that Devlin's is not a, you know a good place to go to, but we're all local, so why don't we you know keep it here? All of our fans are here, or be a packed out atmosphere. So, you know, I would have loved that, but regardless of where
1: it is, we're going to do what we have to do. Did you expect the electricity that was in uh, the nephew stadium in your semifinal? It looks incredible.
8: Yeah, no, I honestly didn't. Um, everybody told me that it was going to be a packed house, but you know, coming from back in the States, you know, some packed houses is like, you know, you'll, you'll be able to feel it. So I'm like, Oh, we'll see. But I love the atmosphere. I love how everybody was there. Even Tralee's fans, our fans, like everybody was into it. It, It's like a real, you know, family and like, you know,
1: community atmosphere. I loved it. And just going back to your own childhood, where are you even from in the States? I'm from uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And how did you end up
8: in Cork, Ireland? Uh, The same way, uh, you know, Um, back in the States, you know, get recruited. Um, Actually, my teammate, you know, who left earlier in the year for, you know, unfortunate reasons, Dave Morris, um, they signed him and they were talking to him first. And, you know, they had reached out to me to see if I had uh, any places that were looking uh, for me and told them what the situation was. They said they wanted to reach out. And, you know, it was it was like another dream, you know, being able to because I played with Dave in college, and our college team. Um, we had been playing together since we were in high school. So we played together in high school, traveled basketball, played together in college. And then, you know, to play professional with one of my best friends was a story for me. So I say yes without even a uh, question about
1: it. What you like most about Cork as a city and a county?
8: Uh, I love, I, I would say, um, what is it? Uh, the marina market. I love the food. <laughs> that is good. That is yeah, In
1: particular. It.
8: Yeah, I love their food. Um, I, lo- I love them. I-, I tried a bunch of the places. I like them all, honestly. You know, I-, I like the variety, and I just, you know, like I said, I like the quality of the food.
1: We all know how tight the semifinal was. I mean, on on the buzzer, do you expect uh, the finals to go a similar route? Um I don't know. Two great teams,
8: again, they could go anyway, like I said. But uh, I definitely would expect a close game. You know, we're game planning for each other. It's a big atmosphere. Everybody's going to be ready. You know, everybody's going to be ready to throw their first punch and we're in for a fight.
1: Yeah, yeah. For your own preparation this week, what way are you, are you coming into the game? Is it more of a relaxed rest week or is it the intensity is uh, driven up?
8: Um, I mean, for me, uh, personally... I, I try to take every game as, you know, by itself. Um, at the end of the day, it's it's a basketball game. It's what we all been growing up to do. Uh, so I don't try to put too much pressure on it. Uh, I try to keep it the same as any other game. And any other objective of the game is to win. Um, when you start, you know, letting the circumstances and everything happen, a lot of people get riled up, emotions and stuff like that. But, you know, we're obviously going to pick up the intensity in practice and do those things. But when it comes down to it, it's a game. So we just got to enjoy it have fun and try to come out on the winning end. Yeah, what's your favourite thing about playing for the uh, Irish Guy, Dogs, Bank? Um, The the people. Great people, great, you know, fans. Um, they embraced me the moment I got here. Every single, you know, person on the staff, on the team, every single, you know, person, a part of the organisation, and I just love the people. What actually kicked off your um, love for basketball? Um, So... I started playing when I was around like five or six. Um, my love for basketball comes from my, my father. My father played basketball in high school. Um, he, played, um, he played all throughout high school. Also, my grandfather. My grandfather was, you know, one of the best players in the state in Pennsylvania um, when he was coming up. So it just passed down, you know, the family line. And, you know, once I got the ball in my hands at a young age, it was just something that was just easy to me. It came easy, worked at it, and now I'm, you know, pushing it to different levels. So it, it came from family. Was your dad always a good coach to you? Yeah, my dad was always close to me. My dad is always one of my biggest supporters, calls me before every game, after every game. We talk during the week. Um, You know, he's He's like my best friend. It's you know, so me and him could talk about anything. So basketball just comes easy.
1: Will he be keeping a close eye on the
8: final? Uh, of course. Everybody in my family back home, friends, family, everyone has all called me. Um they've all they've been watching all the games. They checked in after every game. So my family is heavily involved and they're just, you know, happy for me on my journey out here.
1: Yeah, besides maybe your dad and your grandfather, who are your other biggest idols growing up?
8: My other biggest idols, I say, would my would be my mother. Um, you know, my my family works hard. You know, my family, uh, <clears throat> they come from you know, they come from small places, but they work to be something big. And, and I got a lot of you know people behind me, especially siblings. I got a lot of siblings behind me, looking up to me. My family, you know, raised me the right way. So for me, it's just about making them all proud and and, and setting foundation a foundation, and laying a blueprint for my siblings coming up.
1: Yeah, if I asked somebody else, you know, they might have said uh, Kobe, Jordan, or LeBron, but um, you seem to be very family-oriented, so that's good. Yeah,
8: no, my, my family is my, my biggest idols. But if you're talking about my favorite player, uh, yeah, LeBron's the GOAT. He
1: always will be. He's the best player ever. And the differences between playing in the States and over here, what what are the biggest uh, points that stick out to you? To? Um, the
8: the speed of the game, especially coming from college. Um, So, you know, like in college... The team I play for, we came up, you ran a set, you, you basically run the clock down to the last 13, 14 seconds, you know, get a playoff or, you know, try to score in those, you know, possessions, get a rebound, and then you bring it back out when you take your time. Here is very fast paced, up and down, you know, quick. Um, it's definitely a lot of differences when it comes to, like, you can get the ball off the rim. Um, if you throw the ball backcourt, like you can't throw the ball backcourt, uh, you can only sub in, like, you know, after dead balls. Um, You can't call timeouts on the floor as well. That was one thing that I had to adjust to being a player, because in college, if you're tired whatever, you can just call a timeout immediately. It doesn't really matter who calls it, as long as you call a timeout, it's there. So it's a lot of small things that you got to get used to, but when, once you're in the flow of things, you know, you get a hang of it. Thanks, so much. Appreciate it. Of course.
1: Thank you. Great stuff out of Sean Dale there from Pittsburgh to the marina market in Cork. Who would have thought the latest from Tholmond is Monster twenty points, Northampton, ten. The Monster Man hopefully, hopefully can uh, secure the win there coming into the last twenty five minutes. I was also ecstatic to catch up with seventh woods of the UCC Demons earlier. Enjoy. How are you getting on?
9: Can't complain, man. Trying to stay warm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's important this time of year, all right? How are you feeling about this uh, final?
9: Looking forward to it, man. Um, like I say, doing all the media stuff all this week, having all the kids around, saying how excited they are for the game. Everybody in Cork who's excited, who's traveling out to Dublin, man. It's, it's hard not to get excited for this one.
1: Well, I mean, just on that point, four of Cork senior teams in the final. Do you think the game should have been held in Cork?
9: Most definitely. It would have been, it would have been a, right here in Neptune would have been huge, but, you know. Doing, doing it in Dublin also, it would be huge also. So just being in a national basketball arena and having the whole setup, I think it would be huge.
1: The electricity in uh, the Neptune Stadium for both those semifinals, was that something you expected to see at all?
9: Um, uh, I really didn't have any expectations, but it definitely, it was, it was good to see it, um, especially um, watching our game. I went back the next day to watch um, Balancholy and the girls and to see both of those games, I, I know that, I know for a fact the championship would be even better. So it's good to be a part of it.
1: Yeah. Where are you from um, yourself?
9: I'm from the U.S. in the South Carolina.
1: South Carolina. And how did you end up playing uh, here Cork, in Cork, Ireland?
9: Um, it's kind of the only opportunity I had on the table. I had back surgery um, my last year, my last school year. So I had to rehab for a whole year. And, I had guys kind of back away with the injury, so I just had to come here and prove myself that I could still play at the highest level. So that's how I ended up here.
1: Yeah, just going back to childhood, what what do you love so much about basketball?
9: What made you get into it? Um, well I just always I grew up around it. I grew up with four brothers. All my brothers play. Uh my dad always played. I got a basket I had a basketball court in my backyard since I was a kid. So it's always been super accessible. But for me, while I love it, it's it's very therapeutic. Um Everything wrong. Everything could be going wrong in life, but if I can just get an hour on the court, it, it makes me feel better. So I love the game just in itself. So, being able to compete at the highest level, compete for championships—that's all just extra, honestly.
1: Yeah. And who were your biggest uh, biggest idols and inspirations growing up?
9: Um, I mean, of course, Michael Jordan. Um, Alan Iverson was huge for me. Um, him being a little point guard, him playing with a whole bunch of swag, having all the kids want to be like him. Iverson was definitely one of my, one of my goats.
1: And what's the love been like, I guess, from the people of Cork uh, over the last week or so?
9: Been tremendous. Like I say, um like I say, after, after our semifinal game here, um, had people almost in tears, shaking my hand, thanking me for getting to the championship. So like I said, it's hard not to, lace them up and be ready to come out and play like when you got fans die hard, literally die hard fans to, you know, that's coming out, supporting, wish you the best every game. So it's, it's, it's been tremendous.
1: The the quality of basketball learning that surprised you?
9: Oh, uh, did it surprise me? Um, no, like I wasn't surprised. I know basketball is a global sport. I know it can, everybody's capable of playing and here, I would say like the Irish players in the league, they're a lot more fundamentally based, so which makes them super hard to guard. So um, the standard itself has been good.
1: Yeah, what's the biggest differences between a player in the states and a player over here?
9: Um, I was saying this to somebody, but I feel like here, like so just going off the fundamentals, um, just the Irish, group, Irish guys are not as athletic as, like you know, athletic as the American players. So. They have to rely more on their, the fundamentals of the game. And like I said, it makes them harder to guard. So um, that would be be probably the biggest difference is you have to really lock in and play every possession the right way. You can't just rely on your speed or strength or athleticism to get a steal or get a bucket. So you got to actually think the game, which is challenging at times, but it's a good challenge.
1: Okay. Thank you so much. No problem great stuff best luck to all four Cork senior teams competing tonight and tomorrow and of course a special shout out indeed to the Cork wheelchair basketball group the Rebel Wheelers who won the five in a row last night Uh, I will be in the national basketball arena tomorrow reporting for Off the Ball and the Big Red Bench on the women's final that is my lot for the evening. I will talk to you tomorrow and indeed next week on Cork's Good Times Red FM. I'm carrying on after the buzzer here. Stevie G's block party is on the way next.
0: Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie. Cork's Red FM.